0: Thank you for choosing Tox News, your only source to the hologen reptile lamp that Yulak uses to simulate the light of day. I'm your host, a leftist made of straw. Today's date is April 2nd, 2021. Let the records show. We begin with a pledge of allegiance. I pledge allegiance to liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining me my fellow intoxicated we have a wonderful program here for you um mm, that intro had a lot of references to it if if you're not familiar uh get get with the esoteric knowledge that is the next generation um let's see let's see here Let's see here. Where was I going? That's right. We're beginning with updates with Matt Gates, the hottest Republican uh, in the streets of news. Um, a couple of stories had dropped. And what's fortunate enough for me is is that they came out on Fox News and the New York Post, both incredibly right-leaning news outlets. So there's not a lot of left-leaning bias going on here. So if you have issues... With the stories specifically, uh, that's unfortunate for you being if you have a right-leaning bias because it seems like Fox News, while having a segment with Tucker Carlson, which I covered in the previous episode, in order for Matt Gates to defend himself, Fox News quietly releases an article um, that is pretty great. And I'll begin with that one that dropped yesterday and then one dropped today from the New York Post that I will get into. This one reads, Matt Gates' case gets more bizarre as extortion claim involves search for missing ex FBI agent Robert Levinson. Reported details connect Gaetz's allegations to Levinson, who disappeared in 2007. Uh, details surrounding the claim by Representative Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, that he is the victim of an extortion plot involving allegations of a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old now portend to connect it to a search for an fbi agent who went missing in iran 14 years ago according to documents obtained and reported by the washington examiner yet another right-leaning news outlet uh, gates's family was approached by former air force intelligence officer bob kent who claimed that he had located former agent robert levinson whose family presumed him to be dead kent reportedly sought a 25 million million loan to fund an operation to rescue Levinson and promised to help the congressman with legal woes in return. So what's what I find fascinating already in this is that Matt Gaetz uh, spends no time explaining any of this. Um, he threw a former uh, Department of Justice uh, official under the bus as the uh, extortionist for these allegations, one David McGee. But it seems here, um, Bob Kent, a former air force intelligence officer seems to have uh been the one uh, seeking 25 million dollars in order to free robert levinson so interesting that none of this was brought up in that tucker carlson segment which there's also a link in this article if you haven't gotten to it yet uh it's included in this very article that i'm reading which is interesting uh quote In exchange for the funds being arranged and upon the release of Mr. Levinson, the team that delivers Mr. Levinson to the president of the United States still strongly advocate that President Biden issue a presidential pardon or instruct the Department of Justice to terminate any and all investigations involving Congressman Gates, Uh, unquote, said the document Kent reportedly gave Gates's father, which bore the heading, quote unquote, project homecoming. So it sounds like Bob Kent was familiar with uh, the investigation into Matt Gates and uh, apparently Joel Greenberg, who is a tax collector from the South Florida area, who is, uh, you know, already uh, under deep scrutiny and investigation for his possible uh, 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 what, what uh, participation in human trafficking and how that involves matt gates we haven't made completely clear yet but it's very funny here that with this article it makes it clear that bob kent is the uh guy bringing this to the gates's family attention um saying that in a presidential pardon would be optional for uh matt gates which you know kind of rings that this is a lot uh there's a lot of evidence to show that matt gates Uh, might be guilty of what he is alleged of doing not including just the one sexual relationship with a 17 year old it seems that this is a uh, widespread uh, issue that you know is happening in South Florida even though uh, Jeffrey Epstein who lived in the area is dead so the document stated that representative Matt Gates was currently under investigation by the FBI for various public corruption and public integrity issues. Unquote. "It goes on to allege that the FBI has learned of images of Gates in a sexual orgy with underage prostitutes." The document reportedly calls for Gates's father to place $25 million in a trust account of law firm Beggs and land bearing the name of Levinson family attorney and former federal prosecutor, David McGee. There's, there's the tie in to David McGee there. Um, so that's interesting is that Levinson's family attorney and, uh, former federal prosecutor, David McGee is actually the recipient of the $25 million in trust. Um, but Bob Kent seems to be the one levying the extortion for the rescue of one Robert Levinson. So this is a this is a little bit more complicated than Matt Gates had ne- initially put forward as if like David McGee was only interested in um, extorting him for just money for money's sake. Um, seems a little bit more complicated than that. But David McGee's ties to it is a lot more clear now, which I had a, a bit of a struggle trying to figure out yesterday. And that's because I was not aware of Bob Kent. Uh, Bob Kent had not been brought into this story just yet. But now that he's here, the ties with David McGee and the law firm that represents um, Bob Kent, that, that, that connection is now out in the open Uh, gates has denied any allegations of wrongdoing and claimed that he was the target of an extortion attempt following a tuesday new york times report that said gates is currently the subject of a federal sex sex trafficking investigation involving a then 17 year old girl gates told fox news's tucker carlson that his family had notified the fbi about the alleged extortion naming mcgee as being behind it gates said his father had worn a wire during a meeting as part of an investigation of the extortion claim and that he believes the time story had been leaked in order to thwart that investigation mcgee told the daily beast however that the extortion allegations were completely totally false calling it a blatant attempt to distract from the fact that matt gates is apparently about to be indicted for sex trafficking underage girls so i mean it seems like at least with this fox news story is that there's a little bit of validity to both is that there was a quid pro quo in that if uh, Gates's family could assist in the rescue of Robert Levinson, uh, Bob Kent would work to get him a presidential pardon or instruct the Department of Justice to terminate any and all investigations involving Congressman Gates. But what's really interesting here is that Bob Kent is a former Air Force intelligence officer. So who really knows how powerful that may be? you know, how how much influence Bob Ken actually has to uh, affect the outcome of that investigation. Now, in more developing news, dropping this day, this very day, uh, the New York Post reports Matt Gates reportedly showed uh, polls nude photos of women he said he slept with. This is the kind of tabloid stuff I am getting a kick out of, especially with the conservative party always talking about how bad uh, human trafficking it is when it comes to Uh, immigrants so when it happens to a representative this high up in an area that is actually pretty well known for its human sex trafficking uh i can't help but look it's it's a beautiful car crash Um, florida representative matt gates who is the subject of a federal sex trafficking probe allegedly bragged about his sexual prowess by showing lawmakers images of nude women he claimed to have slept with according to a report Multiple sources, including two people who reportedly viewed the material, told CNN that the embattled Republican displayed the images of women on his phone and talked about having sex with them. Mm. Has anybody ever told him about the, you know, uh, kiss, don't tell? Or maybe even, you know, when you're a politician, maybe you should go by the policy of ask or don't ask, don't tell. You know, Um, there's probably no reason that a politician should be... um, you know in his workplace talking about the proclivities of his sexual private life um one video showed a nude woman with a hula hoop one source told the net the network quote it was a point of pride a source told cnn about the 38 year old who is being investigated by the justice department over whether he had sex with a 17 year old girl and paid her to travel with him across state lines Gates has denied the allegations in the strongest possible terms, and according to CNN, there is no indication these images are connected to the DOJ's probe. May or may not. As news of the investigation broke on Tuesday, Gates claimed he was the victim of an extortion plot, which the FBI is probing separately. Quote, over the past several weeks, my family and I have been victims of an organized criminal extortion involving a former DOJ official seeking $25 million while threatening to smear my name. Unquote. and as we know from now um bob kent was the original air force intelligence officer who seems to want to release uh help free uh robert levinson out of iran and that's why he went to the gates family for 25 million dollars and asked it be wired through uh david mcgee's law firm so quote we have been cooperating with federal authorities in this matter my father has even been wearing a wire at the fbi's direction to catch these criminals he added Gates and his representative uh, or his representation did not respond to CNN's request for comment on the images and videos he allegedly showed to lawmakers. The FBI has reportedly questioned several women who claim they were paid to sleep with Gates and his friends in drug field trace. Wow. The interviews were conducted as part of the federal probe, which focuses on Gates's alleged ties to several women who were recruited online for sex and paid for their services. The New York times reported. And what I find very interesting here is that the New York post is leaving out both the information that came from the Fox news article involving Bob Kent and Robert Levinson, and also leaving out the information from the New York times article that it's a broader investigation involving Joel Greenberg of South Florida tax collection. So, um, it's amazing here how like how many pieces this story itself is broken into Um, receipts from cash app and Apple pay that the times reviewed reportedly showed payments from Gates to one of the women who told pals, the money was in exchange for sex. So, yeah. um, You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's something honestly, because even if Republicans will never get the, the light of day of, you know, um, getting, prostitutes um because of the social conservative values that most of their supporting base uh, holds dear um it's unfortunate because they could legalize sex work and uh you know uh matt gates would be in a lot less trouble here if it was consensual and within a legal bounds of prostitution regulated prostitution but unfortunately republicans and their supporting base will refuse to make sex work legal uh by any means necessary so this is a lot more shadier than it needed to be, to be perfectly honest with you. Now as far as the underage situation goes, uh that's a different set of rules than just, you know, um regulated sex work that we could possibly enact through legislation. But the Matt Gates story will continue to develop and I think it is one piece uh, piece of juicy meat. Um but before getting into the video segments, uh Mother Jones a left-leaning uh, news outlet has a pretty short profile of Matt Gates on Twitter that I found interesting, and I would like to read to you. So, the Mother Jones thread on Twitter goes like this: First, you should know that Gates is from a place called Niceville, a town of about 15,000, nestled on, oof, this is that's a hard Choktawachi Bay just off the Gulf of Mexico. The Gateses owned a second home in the nearby town of Seaside. The Truman Show was filmed in their house. If anyone was responsible for Gates's rise to political fame, it's his dad, Don Gates, whose deep pockets and even deeper connections in Florida politics are one reason Matt's, uh, Matt is known in his district as Baby Gates. In 2000, when Matt was a high school senior, Don ran for Okaloosa County School Superintendent, One of Don's opponents was the principal of Matt's high school. Matt wore a Gates for superintendent t-shirt to school almost every day until his father prevailed in the election. In 2008, Gates was driving his dad's BMW home from a nightclub on Okaloosa Island when a sheriff's deputy pulled him over for speeding. The sheriff's deputy smelled alcohol and asked Gates to take a field sobriety and breath test. Gates refused, so the deputy arrested him. Gates's lawyer succeeded in getting the charges dropped a few months later. In the interim, the deputy was forced to resign after the sheriff's department said he'd use ex- used excessive force in a different arrest. The firing had nothing to do with Gates, but combined with Gates's narrow escape from criminal charges, the incident reinforced his local reputation as an entitled ne'er-do-well, as one local paper described him. Gates' driving record is the subject of many jokes in his district. In 2014, he rear-ended one of his constituents while talking on his cell phone. In 2010, he won a seat in the Florida House and introduced aggressive bills to speed up executions, impose mandatory 50-year sentences for some rape convictions, ban abortion coverage and private insurance plans offered through Obamacare, and allow guns to be carried openly. When Gates decided to run for a seat in the U.S. House in 2016, he was in a bit of a financial predicament. Between 2010 and 2016, his net worth had dwindled from nearly $1 million to $388,000, according to his financial disclosures. Most of his money was tied up in property he owned. He had less than $90,000 in liquid assets. Yet Gates dumped more than $200,000 into his own campaign. It was more than half his net worth and exceeded any of his opponent's total fundraising. Where did he come up with all that money? The obvious suspect was his dad. It would have been illegal for Don Gates to lend six figures to the campaign, but he appears to have found a legal way to funnel money to his son's race. Public records and financial disclosure forms show that in early 2016, Matt Gates sold a house he owned for just under $1,000. Three months later, he sold several vacant lots he'd bought years earlier. All of Gates' real estate was purchased by the same buyer, a company called Trevoron, which it turns out is owned by his dad. The real estate sales were, weren't the only unusual features of his congressional fundraising. While in the Florida House, he had started and chaired two leadership PACs, which raised hundreds of thousands of dollars that he used to influence races for local offices. When he ran for Congress, he resigned from the PACs, which then shut down and donated all the remaining money, about $380,000, to a federal super PAC called North Florida Neighbors, dedicated to supporting Matt Gates for Congress, the Super PAC and the State PACs listed the same treasurer, and the State PACs were chaired by the wife of a former chief of staff to Don Gates. In Congress, Gates became one of Donald Trump's biggest cheerleaders. When Trump called Haiti a shithole country in January 2018, Gates took to the airwaves to concur that Haiti was a deplorable, full of sheet metal and garbage. When he was Trump's guest at the 2018 State of the Union address, Gates brought a conspiracy theorist who had questioned whether the Nazis actually used gas chambers. Gates also hired a speechwriter who had been forced out of the White House because of his association with white nationalists. Virtually everything Gates has done in Congress has been designed for maximum publicity. The first bill he ever introduced, for instance, was a one-sentence measure disbanding the Environmental Protection Agency. Wow. Wow, a one-sentence measure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, especially as climate change gets worse, we we definitely need to disband the EPA. Uh, in J- in July 2017, he hijacked a Democratic resolution seeking more information about Trump's firing of former FBI Director James Comey by attaching an amendment calling for an investigation into Comey's refusal to investigate Hillary Clinton uh the the news outlet wired later discovered that a gates staffer had crowdsourced ideas for the amendment on the reddit forum r slash the donald a cesspool of alt-right activity there is one thing however that gates would prefer to keep out of the media his love life in 2017 a former staffer sent him a blunt text message about a 21 year old woman gates was dating who would later become a Democratic congressional intern, urging him to ask the woman to delete photos of him from her Instagram. The staffer wrote, quote, Don't be surprised if many conservatives may frown upon her sexually explicit images, her videos showcasing her multiple capabilities to smoke weed, and her flagrant application of language as antithetical to the values of Northwest Florida. Unquote gates declined multiple requests for an interview for uh, uh, mother jones's profile but one day he called um who is this uh, stephanie mensimer a staff writer at mother jones to beg them not to identify his exes quote i am pleading with you not to identify them he said identifying them puts them at risk he added i'm not a monk i'm just a congressman <laughs> And that implicates a far lower bar of standards than a monk. So that's that. I I love this Matt Gates story developing because he's uh just the pinnacle of Republicanism, and it's it's amazing to me because even uh during CPAC he was one of the highest uh you know ranking and percentile of um who they wanted to run in 2024 for president so this is this is great um if there's not any actual accountability to come out of this investigation and matt gates is able to find his way out with uh you know unscathed from this situation i could certainly see him using this in the same way that donald trump did with the you know russia hoax and the witch hunts and all of that stuff so um hopefully these allegations um have some serious solid ground to stand on and hold uh, influential powerful people accountable not very consistently happening in this country but hopefully it does otherwise matt gates will use this to his opportunistic um just maximize it in opportunity and uh, use it to make him look as anti-establishment as he possibly could be, while there is the same implication as Donald Trump of whether or not they spent a lot of time doing uh, pedophilic activities. So um, this is all good stuff. This is, this is wonderful. Um, but to move on, because we have new segments to get through, the collaboration of a lifetime. Laura Ingram meets Tucker Carlson in the morning. I, I'm so excited. Um, he comes on here to say, Tucker Carlson, uh, is saying Americans are ignoring a huge story. And I, th- I thought that was funny because my last update, um, or my last episode was on, uh, an update on the right's biggest stories. And yet I did miss a huge story here because I had not seen this segment until this morning. So, uh, whoops, but let's, let's get it updated. The biggest stories are always on the move, and we're always right behind on Talks News. It's disgusting to see uh, people, you know, put into such
1: a horrible situation, the fear that's been created. uh, It's so unfair to Asian New Yorkers. We know where it started. We know very painfully it started
2: in Washington, DC.
3: Oh my God, now we know the details of that heinous beatdown of an elderly Asian woman DE BLASIO LOOKS LIKE AN EVEN BIGGER IDIOT THAN BEFORE, BUT THE LESSONS LEARNED FROM THIS ARE BIGGER THAN THAT OF A FAILED POLITICIAN LIKE HIM. THIS BRUTAL ATTACK IS INDICATIVE OF THE FAILURES OF PROGRESSIVE POLICY. FIRST, THE SUSPECT IN THIS CASE SHOULDN'T HAVE BEEN ON THE STREETS IN THE FIRST PLACE. HE WAS SOMEHOW PAROLED IN 2019 DESPITE THE FACT THAT HE STABBED HIS OWN MOTHER TO DEATH BACK IN 2002. EVERY PAROLEE, EVERY PAROLE FOR VIOLENT FELONS IS A HALLMARK OF THE NEW LEFT. Not the right.
0: Not really. I don't I don't I don't know why she's equating to that. Um, there hasn't even been any new legislation as far as I can remember that would point to uh, this being like a specific Democrat policy that led to an easy parole for a murderer. Um, but again like the the case is a little bit more complicated. She's making it sound like as if like he he, he murdered his mother and then like immediately uh, the next day was uh, eligible for parole and just ended up back on the streets so like the 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 just the framing of this already is you know bad faith reporting in itself on uh violence uh because it's it's really complicated situation that we're we're seeing with the um anti-asian sentiment in america and so to be this simplistic on it is um you know, per usual, it's damaging. It's it's not really useful for anybody except for to perpetuate the idea of anti-left-wing anything, uh, again. But we don't really have a lot of proof that um, the parole had uh, links to specific democratic legislation that would have led to the freedom of, or not the freedom, but the parole of this individual who caused yet another heinous act of violence. Um Yeah, uh, always just the lack of nuance, keeping that consistent on Fox News, for sure. The second lesson doesn't
3: relate to the man who committed this violent attack, but the men who stood by and watched it happen. Now, many of the same people outraged that the bystanders did nothing, are the same ones who are forever protesting this idea of toxic masculinity, okay? It turns out that when you reduce men to pathetic and shamed beings, they act like pathetic And shamed beings joining us now.
0: So the whole tie of this is the the push forward from I guess mostly the feminist movement and other left wing woke culture quote unquote um, is part of like the push to eliminate toxic masculinity or at least call it out when it happens. Um, That's not legislation. So again, we can't say that you know a certain um, characteristic of an ideology such as anti toxic masculinity um had really any effect on this individual's parole um so i don't i'm 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 even like the the leap of logic how we got here has left me completely blank and confused and i do think it's interesting that she did bring up that the fact that there was people that s- stood there and did nothing and like as i'm trying to understand history i'm thinking that you know human societies shouldn't fear brutal people or brutal acts i think what society should fear is the amount of people not willing to do something about it and um i am i'm genuinely convinced that the the conservative right-wing media echo chamber is getting people to um accept brutality and um in exchange of being the defensive line against left-wing ideologies policies or thought so um i don't really know how we're going to balance out the scale because brutality usually has to be met with um its opposite in order to battle it which i guess would be either compassion but you know i don't know if you know being wholeheartedly compassionate against somebody who's brutalizing is going to neutralize the situation so maybe safety is one way because in safety you can encompass self-defense and in defense you can, you can end a brutal person, but I don't really know how we're going to um, alleviate the brutality that happens uh, throughout America because so long as we like, what do, what do we really do? You know, if, if we, if, if, if a man is brutalizing somebody and you kill him in a lot of ways through our laws and understanding of self-defense, Um, you can be found innocent of your brutality ending another's brutality. But in our whole criminal justice system, do we answer, if he's arrested, do we answer the brutality with more brutality? Because in our country, we have this belief of, you know, the the punishment must fit the crime. There is to be no cruel and unusual punishment. And that's a pretty subjective thing because depending on, you know, a person's own um, character, the, the, the punishment is going to vary. Um, you're going to get a, a variety of punishments to the same crime depending on who you have answering to it. So if we have a brutal judge um, bringing down the verdict on another brutal human being, are we not just perpetuating the cycle of beating down brutality upon brutality and the, the sneakiest way for brutal people to get past, uh, causing illegal brutality is to become a judge, thus causing legal brutality, state sanctioned brutality or joining the military. And that being the other outlet of brutality. So, oh, man. we are in such a deep hole, <laughs> and i think like the the only the only escape for me is to better understand hopefully philosophy and civics um on, only because i was robbed of that as a child so um yeah, we're we're in a very deep hole, and I can't see a lot of uh, progressive ideas coming from Fox News because you know they're anti progressive, and I don't see any solutions whatsoever coming from Fox News because their solution is to stay the course, which is not a real solution. It's it, that's 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 a misdirected, um, misguided solution to uh, just keep just keep rowing, you know. But that honestly, like, I'm I'm just super nerve wracked by you know the amount of uh, American on American brutality that we're we're seeing just uh, year after year after year I mean it it, it it began in the Civil War and it really hasn't ended
3: now Tucker Carlson host of Tucker Carlson tonight as well as Tucker Carlson today on Fox Nation Tucker can I do your voiceover I want to-
0: That's insane. Tucker Carlson has two shows, one in the morning and one at night. You can get them right when you wake up and then you can get them before you fall asleep. That is effective propaganda. That, that, wow, wow. I I hate it, but
2: good for you, buddy.
3: Tucker Carlson today.
2: Can I do that, please? I think you'd be better at than I am. I'm not a voiceover genius. I'm so glad you said that about toxic masculinity and then when you reduce people to husks, to fearful husks, that they behave that way. You're exactly right. Someone should have grabbed that guy and stopped the assault or held him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The The toxic masculinity
0: applied to the bystanders of that and not the person who perpetuated the violence? That's crazy to me. That's really crazy to me yeah that's wild that's 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 a wild leap of logic i didn't i didn't see how that can like how toxic masculinity wrapped in this at all until he said that it caused the bystanders to watch an asian man get beaten up that wow (laughs) i didn't
2: i didn't see that but they did cops but nobody did because people are afraid to intervene i mean this is what happens when you strip people of their ability to defend themselves or defend others very fascinating to think that uh, uh, self-defense is a
0: masculine trait that's uh, that's very degrading to uh, any, uh, you know, feminist MMA fighter um, or, you know, any you know feminine MMA fighter. Um, so that's that's unfortunate. That's uh, again, that's just the rigid gender roles that we all have to play in the conservative society is that self-defense is solely a masculine trait
2: really
3: and i think tucker part of it is like snitches get stitches too like if you if you turn in some other guys in certain parts of certain neighborhoods then you could get yourself in trouble or get arrested if you do something wrong i think everybody is living in fear of getting sued running foul of of the the authorities or being called a racist
0: what does any of that even have to do with toxic masculinity like, and are, are we talking about commentators now or are we still talking about the bystanders? Because why would the bystanders be afraid of a lawsuit of stopping an Asian man from being assaulted or stopping anybody from being assaulted? Why, why would they be afraid of a lawsuit? Are we talking about commentators now? Who are we talking about?
3: Or worse, if there's anything worse than that, everybody's afraid.
0: Just, no, they, just everybody's afraid just everybody's afraid and it literally has nothing to do with fox news c- continually talking about how the
2: fabric of traditional america is being burned at the stake That's totally right and too afraid to say what everyone knows which is de blasio's explanation of this is just a it's a galling lie it's absurd he doesn't believe it he's lived in a city for 30 years anyone who's lived in a city knows exactly what's going on this is not new it didn't start with the last administration or the Preceding ten administrations, this was the basis of the 1992 riots in Los Angeles. Al Sharpton made a career. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the basis of the 1992 riots. The uh,
0: the beating of Rodney King uh, by several police officers was the <laughs> that, that that's what the riots were about. Now, yes, there were um, you know Korean communities that had to protect themselves because the cops were busy. Um, but that's that's a little bit more nuanced situation than saying that a bunch of black people rioted to destroy korean businesses which i'm going to tell you right now is some white supremacist shit tucker
2: that's some white supremacist shit right there rear for decades intimidating and threatening asian business owners i mean this is a very well trod path we know exactly what this is about i think the tensions are primarily economic but they're also cultural and to blame this on white supremacy or Trump, it's like it's insane and nobody stands up to say that. I mean, you don't really like it's very interesting to me
0: that conservatives can't. Well, they don't seek white supremacy in anything because, you know, if they you know, uh, if they play ignorant to it, then, you know, their dog whistles can keep being heard by the white supremacists and we won't remove them from prominent roles of influence. Um but the 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 thing is, is I don't necessarily understand where the animosity between the Asian community and the African-American community came from. I really have no idea. But um, it is an obvious tool for white supremacists to use, because if they're not going to recognize their similar... Uh, minority status especially in low-income areas the less likely they are to find each other as allies in these uh, political movements so um, if you can't see the easily tieable knot of white supremacy between anti-asian sentiment coming from african-americans and you know anti-african-americans coming from the asian community asian-american community then like you you're not allowed to tell people what to think Honestly, because you don't understand white supremacy to the level of you keep perpetuating it.
2: Everybody who lives in a city knows what this is. Everybody does.
3: Now, I want to get your thoughts, Tucker, on something that kind of flew a little bit under the radar today. It's a rather telling comment from Secretary of State Tony Blinken.
4: We're not trying to, for example, contain China or keep it down. WHAT WE ARE ABOUT IS STANDING UP FOR um, BASIC PRINCIPLES, BASIC RIGHTS, AND A RULES-BASED INTERNATIONAL
2: ORDER.
3: TUCKER, YOUR THOUGHTS ON THAT uh, POSTURE WITH CHINA?
2: I MEAN, YOU KNOW, HAVE YOU BEEN IN THE CARIBBEAN RECENTLY OR AFRICA? I MEAN, CHINA IS COLONIZING THE ENTIRE THIRD WORLD. SOUTHEAST ASIA, I MEAN, THESE ARE ALL FUNCTIONALLY ECONOMIC SATELLITES OF MAINLAND CHINA.
0: Tucker Carlson being the genius political commentator that he is has mistaken colonialism for imperialism. And I think the 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 through line through that is is because then if you use the word imperialism, it's a lot easier to um Venn diagram the differences and similarities between America and China because we are incredibly an imperial capitalist system we're occupying many countries around the world um not in open war um some in open war and you know like two of them are open war while other ones we just air strike and drone strike and just you know occupy with a few tr- thousand troops here and there so um again it's always very hard for me to watch um powerful people criticize china for what it does when we're not really that much better Um, anything china's probably doing we're somewhere on that spectrum of doing it as well so that's not to say that what china's doing is okay but it's very 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 shallow and vain to think that the United States isn't a participating power in the same exact uh, dealings that China would be doing. So while we may um, denounce China for their treatment of Uyghur Muslims, it's very unfortunate that we don't hold ourselves to the same standards with immigrants and refugees at our southern border, which are essentially very close to the same situation going on. Um, So it's Yeah, uh, I'm not an apologist for China. I don't really like China, Uh, but it's always very dumb to try and hold their feet to the fire while ours are standing in, you know, lit coal.
2: So it's, yeah. We've ignored this. I mean, the the entire road system in, I don't know, pick a place, St. Croix is paid for by the Chinese, the Bahamas. You know, China has been completely uncontained and there's probably no containing it now. But you'd think someone should acknowledge this. I mean, if you're against colonialism, and our universities teach us that we have to be against colonialism, why is no one noticing Chinese colonialism, which is just galloping across the globe, totally unimpeded by anybody, including that joke of a Secretary of State, the failed rock star, Tony Blinken, who's speaking of craven, speaking of of weak husks, uh, (laughs) that would be Tony Blinken.
3: Did you see him kind of shaking? when uh yeah. china's delegation just like looked at him and said you know basically hey, like, you guys are systemically racist why are we gonna listen to you you guys don't even like yourself <laughs> he's like shaking he, he didn't seem to uh he didn't seem. it's like mommy mommy come get me now
0: no when like can you hear from this like really low bar you know um attack on his character that this is like substantially nutritionally like this is all carbs like, this, this has nothing to offer you in in, in in the form of political or economic empowerment. This is uh, purely 15 minutes of hate against any Democrat. Um, I'm probably not a very big fan of Blinken, but uh, spending this much time on, uh, you know, sounding like children to make fun of him, uh, you know, during a news segment, I, I, I really can't believe that most people actually consume this
2: sincerely. That's That's wild. They're reading BLM talking points against him and he's like, You're right. (laughs) I mean look, (laughs) they're not stupid. They don't hate themselves. They know that our leaders do hate themselves and hate the country they represent and try and lead. And they use that to their advantage. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if you were trying, you know, to maintain hegemony over a lot of the world, you would use your opponent's weaknesses against him. It's basic judo. And the fact that our leaders don't even see that this is happening, the racism thing is such kryptonite to them no wonder the chinese you can't kind of blame the chinese for this can you i'd do the same thing now, if i was in a negotiation oh you're What well, the very fascinating thing is is that
0: like during trump's presidency and his lack of working with um a lot of foreign governments especially our allies and then focusing in on working with uh russia north korea uh and uh saudi arabia all dictatorships um it it, it actually like weakened our uh, alliances and our status on the world stage, especially with the globalist structures that we have, such as who uh, you know the World Health Organization, as the United Nations as um, there's one more, the Paris Climate Accords, which was a global effort, all of that weakened our status with all of these allies. So you know Tucker Carlson thinking that we have to sound antagonistic to everything China does in order to hold our position as the number one world leader um no i doubt it i really doubt it and the the way that china is actually participating on the global stage with other allies with other governments and um also with their economic rise in in the technological age uh it's like america's uh reign is um just about at the cliff so um, you know, do with that as you will, but I'm not going to say that not taking a strong enough stance against China is causing that so much as um, we're having we've had political leaders who are completely antagonistic and so ultra nationalist that it has led us to a, pe- uh, a, a an area of isolation, which so far isolationist policies don't really prove to help um, propel a country to a leadership role amongst global leaders. So uh, I'm going to blame Trump for that one. Um, for our weakened position in the world stage. Racist, okay.
3: (laughs) Hey Tucker, I wanna move to your new show on Fox Nation, Tucker Carlson today. Now, you had a a really cool interview with um, Michael.
0: I'm really missing here what the huge story was too, is the huge story that we have a couple of Democrats who aren't strong enough on China, because this is something that they've reported on multiple times, especially on Tucker Carlson tonight. I'm not feeling. I'm not seeing the huge story that we're missing, unless it's the fact that Tucker Carlson has Tucker Carlson today now. So I
3: didn't. Moss, who is this? Uh, who does? Yeah. Whoever doesn't know him, he's this Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. Uh, and... Today
0: in breaking news, you may not have heard, but fuck China. I'm Tucker Carlson. You know, like what? What? Are, wow. Like uh, I. I feel so like intellectually vacant at this point, because it, like, what, what, what were we offered in, in that whole segment besides fuck Democrats and fuck China?
3: And, he, and he's written a lot on addicting foods, watch.
1: Yes. So the people engineering, marketing, positioning these products don't eat their own products, either because they know better health wise, or they're concerned about losing control. I think that's one of the
2: difficult aspects of this is kind of knowing who's vulnerable to overeating these products and when and how can they how can they deal with that and also too
0: like you know we're missing a a huge story allegedly and then talking about Tucker Carlson's new show and it pivots to a completely separate issue that America faces which is our you know our diet So that what are we doing? (laughs) Like, there there was a movie that came out a long time ago about how addictive sugar is and how much it you know uh, contributes to uh, obesity and diabetes and how the sugar company had spent a lot of time trying to downplay that and blame uh, fat as the predominant like the the, the nutrient fat um, as the predominant uh, causer of obesity and diabetes. So why why are we pivoting to this story that actually is years old, if not a decade?
3: Well, don't we see the same thing, Tucker, with the big tech CEOs who many of them...
0: (laughs) They're not even talking about what the guy just talked about. They're just circling back to the same issues over and over again. Well, isn't sugar a lot like big tech? Like, yeah, dude. Most big industries are exactly the same as each other. Yes. (laughs) Like,
3: what strictly limit uh, their own kids scream time
0: like no wonder tucker carlson's lawyer argued nobody should take him seriously i can't i can't at this point and yet
2: millions of people do this is
0: oh my god they're happy to saturate
3: our kids with it
2: well, that's exactly right the country's really unhealthy it has nothing to do with covid i'm not lecturing anyone i've certainly what do you mean it has nothing to do with
0: covid like covid's obviously a piece of our health like, you can't just say that we're an unhealthy country and ignore a pandemic that has killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. That's weird. It's very weird. Yes, sugar is bad, and it's, it's contributed to a health crisis, and even created a high risk factor for a lot of coronavirus recipients, but our uh, in- infections. But like, what the fuck? Like, yeah,
2: yeah, that's part of the problem, too, Tucker. But it's not, oh my god. only gained and lost hundreds of pounds over the years. I love Fig Newtons. <laughs> to my great detriment. I like crappy food. I always have, I probably always will. So I know firsthand. So what is the point of covering the fact that junk food is not good for you if you're gonna say that junk food is awesome? Like, what is the point? (laughs) That there is a compulsive part um, uh, of the experience of eating these kinds of foods. Like you eat an apple, you don't feel like eating six more apples. You eat an Oreo, you'll eat the whole bag. Why is that? Because these foods have been engineered by big companies to make because artificial sugar is much more stronger than the
0: natural sugars that are produced in apples. But the thing is though, is that you could train yourself. You could train yourself, but um, you know, it's a little bit more difficult because the artificial sugar and it, it is shown in the documentary that I seen almost 10 years ago that artificial sugar activates the same uh, sections of your brain as a, a cocaine addict would. So, um, you know, let's talk about that a little bit more. This isn't even effective denouncing of sugar. It's just like, hey, I'm part of the real issues that affect you
2: and not doing anything about it. Make them addictive in the same way that tobacco products were, which by the way, I also enjoyed, I'm not judging anyone, I'm just noting <laughs> this is a huge story. It's transforming the country physically and everyone is ignoring it and i'm not sure why we shouldn't ignore
0: it. because it's decades old and we did nothing to do anything about it but you remember when michelle obama wanted to put out a better lunch program i'm sure i could find a news segment of tucker carlson downgrading the fact that michelle obama wanted uh, healthier lunches for uh, kids going to school i bet i could find that story
2: i I bet i could or it's a big deal If you get type 2 diabetes at 35, like that's not a small thing for anybody. So, why are we pretending it's not happening? It is happening, and people are getting rich from it.
3: And, Tucker, finally, do you think the Fauci, Burks, public health expert, media, medical cartel, do you think it's kind of over that people are beginning to see what this really was?
2: I think the whole thing is over. I think the whole facade is just shattered. Like, nobody, if you don't (coughs) believe the lies, then you don't believe any of the lies. I mean that's why we did a segment like that cuz people all of a sudden are realizing, wait a second, maybe everything they're telling me is is not on the level. Maybe the food pyramid's wrong, which of course it is. And so I actually don't think they're convincing anybody. They're just trying to make people obey. Just read the catechism, here's the bumper sticker recited or else. They're not trying to make a case for rational people to buy into, like we're way past that.
3: Tucker, congrats on the new show. We will be watching. Thank you, Laura. And it's (laughs) great to have you on The Ingram Angle. And don't forget, sign up for Fox Nation now. And yeah, and you get to get this. Plus, you get exclusive access to other original content, events, your favorite personalities like Tucker on any device. So use the promo code Tucker, you get a 30-day free trial. Tucker, you better come back soon.
2: Done.
0: Laura Ingram,
3: I'm honored to be here. Thank you. All right, great to see it tonight.
0: Womp, 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 womp. Um, Honestly, I I, I didn't even pay attention to the the last bit he was saying just because I I had lost interest. Like, how many issues did we move around in that with the huge story? And the huge story being uh, that sugar is addictive and bad for you. How old is that story? How well known is that already? So it's like, what are we doing, y'all? What are we doing? Um... You know i honestly thought i could find that tucker carlson attacking michelle obama but nope let me see let me see if i could find it on because i mean conservatives are basically a hive mind as soon as they take a position they're usually going to back it up um let's see see if i can try fox news if they lose a job for feeding hungry students Maybe this is the new story right here? Uh let me see. It's about five years ago. So let's see here. Let's get it let's get it on gotta pull it up, Jamie. Come on. Uno momento, it's a loading. And then I have a wonderful Tim pool. I am so I'm Lauren Green.
3: New Mexico has outlawed the practice of lunch shaming. It's a tactic used to punish kids who don't have enough money to pay for their school lunch. In some schools, kids are stamped on the arm for not paying up. In others, kids are forced to clean tables in front of their peers. This begs the question, why are kids being punished for their parents' inability to pay for lunch? Here to discuss our former deputy of national...
1: ...overdue, um, and it's great, I think, to have a bipartisan bill uh, presented by and signed by uh, Governor Martinez in New Mexico. Um, I think it shows good government. I think it will be used as a model uh, for Mm. other uh, states to consider.
0: Yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with what I thought it did
1: uh, to lower their balances and so forth. Take a page from that book mm-hmm. and work with parents.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to move on. So I guess I, I, I may be wrong on them being against the hunger uh, for students act. So that's that's fine. That's fine. I can be wrong about that. Um, I'm I, I, it's still just very ridiculous that Tucker Carlson thinks this is a huge story that was never brought up. It's it's of course like we have a huge sugar industry that's not going to relent unless we do a massive shift in consciousness and understand that better nutritions uh lead to better people. So let's get into this Timmy pool because we're we're keeping up on the updates from last episode. And this one, uh Michael Knowles has defended Steven Crowder and um now tim pool is putting his hat in to defend stephen crowder and like i said it's mainly because a lot of these conservatives are a part of a hive mind so as soon as some you know they take a position everybody has to line up and add their voice to the echo chamber so the article comes uh, originally from the verge who says youtube has removed stephen crowder from its partner program indefinitely which is being uh him receiving ad revenue which happened uh before in 2019 i believe it was after he had um been harassing um uh carlos maza i think his name is from uh vox um he con- continually used homophobic uh performance and slurs to uh just annoy the shit out of everybody until he was removed from receiving ad revenue, which Crowder doesn't really need. <laughs> he's got a subscription fee to get his full shows. And he's also backed by blaze TV. That's Glenn Beck money. So he doesn't necessarily need uh, YouTube advertisements, which are usually small contributions to a YouTube channel. Um, and I also find it funny because they, the, the, the conservatives were incredibly quiet when destiny who is a prominent uh, liberal, Uh, streamer on Twitch had lost his ad revenue from them. He he was a part of a partner deal where he was earning hundreds of thousands of dollars. But after he had said he had said uh, something akin to he was feeling he would feel okay with neo-Nazis patrolling the streets to make sure that the BLM uh, riots or protests don't get too out of hand. So Twitch decided to remove him from their partner program for that. And the conservatives were really quiet about it. Like Destiny's removal just went completely under the radar as far as it goes with uh, mainstream right-wing media. But uh, in YouTube's statement, it said, in order to monetize on YouTube channels, must comply with the YouTube Partner Program policies, which include our community guidelines, Google AdSense program policies, and advertiser-friendly guidelines. Channels that repeatedly violate our policies are suspended from the partner program. In addition, we mo- removed a video from Steven Crowder's channel for violating our presidential election integrity policy and applied a strike, meaning uploads are suspended for one week. Now, I find that very interesting because the, the video itself had also uh, a, a moment in it that went viral where Steven Crowder was being incredibly racist against black farmers. Um, so that I'm, I'm surprised that the election integrity was the issue here and they had pointed um um verge to a specific um guidelines here pertaining to controversial issues and serious events and i scrolled down to this specific area that I find very interesting because YouTube will demonetize your video based on controversial issues, which refers to topics that may be unsettling for our users and are often the result of human tragedy. This policy applies even if the content is purely commentary or contains no graphic imagery. And that actually is hard for me because there's so many controversial issues that um, not being able to have the discussion is going to make it increasingly hard, not even just for the Republicans who spread a lot of misinformation and disinformation that may lead to riots on our capital. but also on left-wing movements who, who who see that, you know, a lot of systemic violence, um, those issues can fall by the wayside in leftist discussion uh, because of how um, uh, Google has built its guidelines to combat right-wing misinformation so i have a bit of issue in the way that this is evolving um but you know we're, we're gonna get into stephen crowder's specifics here in just a second but overall i don't like a lot of direction that uh these guidelines are going in but it, it's hard for me too because i do want to see accountability for people who misuse their platforms so it's it's a very rough waters that we're heading in towards. And thankfully I go through anchor who I don't think I'm breaking any guidelines for. Um, but uh, anchor allows me to upload um, my podcast to all platforms. So um, check out anchor. If you do, if you don't want to deal with Google's uh, authoritarian Uh, BS. But, you know, I've always said it before a lot pretty often is even, you know, Crowder isn't canceled. You you know, YouTube is a very predominant platform for people to get their stuff out and be seen by millions of people. Um, But Crowder is still able to advertise, you know, his show through other outlets. Um, And as conservatives are building their foundations for their media outlets um you know they're going to increasingly not worry about this so much but this narrative definitely contributes to the idea of their um what what, what, uh, their their you know manufactured dissidents in that you know they're being so oppressed by the powers that be um when you know they're very much close to being the powers that be as they possibly can be so, it's, 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 a, it's a manufactured narrative, although it still does have um, implications for a lot of people that aren't just Steven Crowder. So, uh, Tim Pool, take it away.
5: Let's talk about this, uh, this story because this is, this is getting to me, man. Uh, first, the first story we have is from The Verge YouTube has removed Steven Crowder from its partner program indefinitely. They say he'll be back in a week, but without YouTube ad revenue. Why? No, seriously, when you get a strike on YouTube, you don't get removed from the partner program. You just get told, hey, you got a strike. You can't upload for a week. You can't live stream. Why did they remove him from the partner program to take away his revenue? See, that is not legitimate. In my opinion,
0: it is legitimate, though, because it was a part. I mean, in 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 the fact that, you know, YouTube has backed itself with its terms and conditions, it's legitimate in that uh, they're. Community guidelines are fixed to their advertisement guidelines as well. But what I find very fascinating here is that Tim Pool simply says that they took away his revenue. I doubt that the ad, the AdSense that comes from YouTube has a significant dent in Crowder's revenue. I really doubt it.
5: And I don't know if you know Crowder would agree with me or if he's going to appreciate it. They're 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 just trying to remove him, and they're going to find any reason. And we got more stories. I'm going to try and go through these quickly.
0: If they wanted to remove him, they could they could they just could, but they're not they're not they're not doing that um and I don't think it's necessarily because they're afraid of litigation or lawsuits um I just don't think that they're really taking a firm stance against uh conservatives that are that big um and Crowder doesn't go on to the level of alex Jones uh but he certainly is you know just a couple steps down from there with a lot of the misinformation that he spreads.
5: The Verge says, two weeks ago after YouTube revealed its definition of hate speech was so narrow that it couldn't remove a wildly racist tirade for being wildly racist. What is this, The Verge? Is this an opinion piece or is this fact-based news? You see, this is the problem with media. That's why channels like Crowder's are important. That's why shows like ours are important.
0: It was racist. It was racist. And that's like the biggest problem with these conservatives is that they pretend that they don't see white supremacy and racism when it's happening and in the same way so that they can't be called out for it and that their dog whistles can be heard by the right people who need to hear it. So this is uh, dumb.
5: They're giving you their opinion as the opener because they don't report the news they never did. They say we wondered out loud what it would take for YouTube to stop promoting conservative commentator Stephen Crowder as an official YouTube partner, and allowing him to profit from those tirades. Notice, they just say conservative. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. They're not saying far right anymore. The the Overton window is shifting, but it's very interesting. They no longer need to say you're far right, you're getting banned. Now it's just, he's a conservative. They should remove him from the partner program. That's it.
0: I don't think that's what it specifically says in that segment that he just read. I, I Wow, he just uh, really... Um we wondered out loud what it would take for YouTube to stop promoting conservative commentator Stephen Crowder as an official YouTube partner. That's not saying that they targeted him for any specific beliefs, but that's exactly what Stephen Crowder is. And that's what he claims to be is a conservative commentator. So the Overton window hasn't been shifted. It's almost as if they're you know, respecting his pronouns or his adjectives and using them that's wow the the conflation here it's always conflation uh, conflating things to a much worse degree than they actually are and that fits into their victimhood narrative um because steven crowder even though you know a lot of things that conservatives have moved considerably far to the right so the farther right is like the, the only step farther right that they could take is fascism probably so um yeah and, and, and it really serves in the fact that a lot of the conservative news outlets uh, repeated the same uh, misinformation that Donald Trump had done since the beginning of the election. So, um, yeah, they, they considerably moved further to the right and a lot closer to authoritarianism and ultra nationalism, which, you know, with the right combination and the right leader could easily give us fascism. So I just, you know, I'm not surprised. And it's, 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 it's amazing to me that conservatives perceive themselves as not moving far, further to the right.
5: They said, today we have a partial answer. YouTube has officially suspended Steven Crowder's main channel from YouTube's partner program indefinitely, which includes removing his ability to run ads. It's also banning him from uploading videos for a full week after his latest infraction, a now removed video that reportedly challenged the legitimacy of the vote in Nevada. YouTube has a policy against false claims. The election was stolen. Full stop lies or misframing, to say the least. The policy that YouTube has, as it was explained to me by YouTube, is that two criteria must be met. You must say something specific about the election and you must say something specific about Donald Trump together. Crowder did a video where he investigated voter addresses and sent people to, people to those locations. In those videos, he never says anything about the overall implications of the election. And even said in an update video, he couldn't anyway. He doesn't have the evidence. In fact, he even pushed back on Mike Lindell, saying Mike Lindell's claims about Dominion are wrong. Someone gave him wrong information. So what YouTube is claiming about what Crowder did is illegitimate. And and even if it was true that he did one video where he said this, why take him out of the partner program? Now, here's where it gets.
0: The thing is, is um, I, I'm not too familiar with the video itself. I did you know, watch a little bit. And what's also funny to me too, is that when they did the original video for that reporting of the Nevada addresses, they had the information wrong. They, they, their, their, their supposed reporter had gone to the wrong address and filmed the wrong parking lot. And they had to do a edit to that news story. But the thing is, is that, yes, they took down this one video, but throughout Crowder's channel from November 3rd, he was covering stories just like this one, which perpetuated the idea that the election was stolen. And he would usually advertise it on YouTube as hashtag stop the steal. And his videos usually said hashtag stop the steal, which is the perpetuation of the narrative that led to the Capitol Six riot so like january sixth riot so like it's there's an obvious through line of how this narrative is actually harmful and crowder continued to perpetuate it regardless of the change in the youtube guidelines that were made clear to everybody who participates on youtube absolutely insane I don't know any truth to the validity of that. You have to mention Donald Trump in as well as the uh, the voter fraud for it to be linked together. I've never heard that, and Tim Pool didn't provide any source or evidence to that whatsoever. So I'm just gonna have to go off the good grace of his word, which I don't. I don't do. I don't easily believe Tim Pool because he's just in the same vein as. Steven Crowder, which is misinformation, disinformation, and misrepresenting, misframing, all of that. They do that constantly. So I can't take him on his word for that.
5: Crowder put up a video explaining what was going on. He put it on Instagram, and he put it on his other YouTube channel, Crowder Bits, because he's got like 855,000 subscribers there. YouTube took that video down and issued a warning saying that he was trying to circumvent his ban. All right, I'm going to break something down for everybody. I know
0: that's pretty obvious that that's exactly what he was doing by basically uploading through another channel that's circumventing your ban. Like, and if he continued to make channels in, in order to do so, like, that's pretty obvious. Like, why not, I mean... It's it's pretty obvious that Crowder didn't have to have himself do the video in order to make it seem like it was less circumvented, but he obviously did it himself, which was in a, in an attempt to circumvent his ban and to get his voice out there to as many people as he possibly could. Because if he had did it to in in just Instagram, that's a much more um, limited audience than to the YouTube channel. Like this one here. Has one hundred and nineteen thousand views, where his you know YouTube channel Crowder Bits has eight hundred thousand subscribers.
5: I'm 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 going to, i We got people here to hang out and talk, but I've got to explain yeah. all this. <laughs> I had a conversation. You may know this. We had Alex Jones on the show. Alex Jones said something. A lot of people mis misheard what he said, including myself. And it didn't matter. YouTube didn't care. They said, "Well, it was bad enough," and they removed that episode with Alex Jones and Michael Malice from this channel issued a warning, and I talked to them on the phone for quite some time and they refused to reinstate it. I said, we could take out that little tiny one second snippet. We could take it out, maybe put it back up. And they said, no. And I said, okay, I'm going to have him back on the show then. We're going to do it again. And we did. And I said, in the event, you guys give me a strike. What does that mean for my other channels? And I was told by YouTube, so long as the content is different from what you do on these channels, it is fine.
0: And I said, oh, okay. and you, you, you can see then on how uh, Steven Crowder's content in him making a video specifically talking about his ban isn't actually a different issue. It's, it's a subsequent issue to the issue that he got banned for. You, you can see that, right? That's a, that's a pretty obvious connection.
5: Okay, Timcast IRL is a conversational show with guests where we go over news stories. My other channels are me and my personal rants and monologues is that substantially different? And I was told, yes, they're not the same thing. They're different channels for a reason. And I said, okay, well, that means that's what I want to know. Because if you give me a strike on,
0: I like how he even like reframed it there. Is that like, okay, so it's different types of shows, but when he clearly started up here, it's not the type of show, it's the content. So, um, that, that, that was a very good way to turn that real quick. So for people who are easily able to buy whatever Tim Poole is selling, that was an easy sell right there. That was an easy one. But um, yeah, no, Crowder didn't. He used a different format. That's true. It wasn't his usual show, but it was a part of the same subject that he got banned for. So it's still consistent here, Tim. Even though you tried to weasel your way in into an inconsistency, that's not inconsistent.
5: This channel, I can still keep producing on my other channels, right? Then I'm willing to take that risk.
0: We're gonna have because, a- like, if he if he had the the video of him and Alex Jones that got pulled on TimCast IRL, right? But then that video gets gets taken down. That doesn't mean Tim Pool can then take that segment that that was uh reported and taken down. That doesn't mean he can take that segment and put it up on his other channel. That would still be the same subject matter, and he would be forced to face the same ban or the same, you know, pulling of that content and then probably a ban because, you know, technically it's two strikes on the same individual of multiple channels. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, you create, it's in the same way that we were talking about Matt Gates on how his dad had a company to circumvent financial campaign laws to, you know, funnel money into Matt Gaetz's, uh campaign. By having shell channels, it's not, having multiple channels isn't going to break the consistency of the 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 the, um content creator themselves they they still are held to the same standard no matter how many channels you create have them back on the show and we did like like why do you think that like alex jones doesn't have some kind of like separate news channel that he doesn't call before it's because alex jones himself is banned
5: and it did well Because I'm not going to, a lot of people were like, oh, Tim, Tim is giving up in censorship. I'm like, no. As soon as they did it, I was like, I I called him right back up and said, guys, come back on the show. We're not doing this. Now what they're doing with Crowder, Crowder does a show on his main channel that's produced. There's multiple people involved. There's microphones. They're sitting in chairs and they have cameras and he's sitting at a desk and he's wearing his, you know, his outfit for the show. He's got his holster on and all that stuff. It is, it is produced and set up. On Crowder Bits, he filmed a video on his cell phone explaining what was going on. Content that was 100% substantially different from his produced show.
0: Not from the specific produced show or video that was taken down, though. It's a subsequent video to that one. They
5: took that video down and gave him a warning. That means if he does it again, they're going to give him a strike. That is illegitimate. YouTube is not issuing legitimate strikes against or or, or warnings or whatever against Crowder. One- I've, I
0: have I have suggested on how that could be legitimate. Um. So I've suggested how that could be legitimate, but he's doing a very poor job of telling me how that could be illegitimate because through my argument of making it legitimate and how it is legitimate, because it's still on the same subject matter. That's what we're talking about here. Not that there's different forms of producing the content, but the same subject matter, it's legitimate. It's a le- legitimate strike against the content creator that is Steven Crowder and not his two separate channels, which even Crowder Bits is just shortened versions of his produced show. So it's not even that different of a format. It's just shortened.
5: 100%. Oh my goodness. And I have a I have a feeling it has something to do with Media Matters because they put out this story Where they said, after being suspended from YouTube, Steven Crowder announces his plan to evade it via his other YouTube channel. I'm not going to go into great details, but I'm going to vaguely mention something very interesting that's been going on, that was going on for some time. We had a video that Media Matters targeted and made false claims about. For some reason, that video got demonetized. So I contacted YouTube and I said, why is this video demonetized? And they said, seems to be an error. Don't worry. We will monetize it for you. And they did. And then there was an update, I guess, on this Media Matters piece. And then all of a sudden I noticed the video was demonetized again. And then I reached back out to Google and said, oop, that's strange, we'll fix it again. It happened twice. There was a back and forth somebody at these activist organizations knows people at google or youtube and they go in and they're screwing with channels so when i see youtube say
0: they may or may not but like it sounds like you do too tim like you have people you can get in contact to about your video that you seem to be contacting to on the phone why wouldn't media matters a you know right-wing media watchdog, why wouldn't they try to go through the same channels as you are It's. Like, it has to be a personal relationship. It has to be collusion against you. That's conspiracy theorist talk. Hey, oh, Steven Crowder
5: broke the rule. He didn't actually break because they laid it out for me. They sent everyone an email. YouTube sent me an email, said, here's the specific criteria you would have to say in order to get a strike on your
0: channel. And why aren't we getting a, you know, sample of that email? You know, why aren't we getting provided evidence? Why are we having to have to go through the good faith of Tim Pool right now? I find that strange because if there's an email, there's substantial evidence. If it's not presented, I have to go off of his good faith, which I don't think he has much of. So this is, this is hard for me. And um, I, I, I can see how it's really easy for regular Tim pool viewers to be like, yeah, yeah, this is so wrong. Uh, fuck YouTube. Uh, fuck all these left wingers and all of that. But it's like, I need more evidence. I really do. And it, it it's, it's, Hopefully coming from a healthy skeptical place of critical thinking. Hopefully, hopefully, but this I can't go off the good faith of Tim Pool
5: Crowder never broke those rules So you know what you're telling us YouTube that there's literally nothing we can do If you want to take us down you will lie and you will do it and then what we see from all these news organizations they say well, Crowder was taken down because he violated the policy where he claimed X, Y, and Z. They claim that because YouTube said the policy was violated, that affirms that Crowder did something wrong. He did not. If YouTube tells me you can't you can't drink bottled water on your show, and then I say okay, I won't, and then they give me a strike anyway, claiming I did. The media report: Tim Pool
0: got taken down for drinking bottled water on his show, even if I didn't. That's you see, they're they're doing that conflation again. They're conflating and even creating a false. You know, hypothetical that would never apply into a situation. Crowder specifically talked about election fraud in the same narrative that led to the Capitol J6 riot. So it's very clear of what's going on here that Tim Pohl is obviously obfuscating and making uh, a lot dirtier and making it easier for them to have an army of n- neanderthal knuckle draggers to just say that this is wrong rather than actually looking critically at how this is contributing to a narrative that has seriously harmed the civil discourse of our country
5: that's what they're doing it's only a matter of time and i, and I, and I tell you this people are saying oh tim's too milk he's not going to get censored he's not going to get banned or whatever we had Alex Jones and Michael Malice on the show and they took it down and I immediately called them and brought them back because I'm not going to bend the knee to lies and manipulations and just unreasonable Actions, unprofessional behavior from 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 YouTube. If you get a problem with something one of my guests says, and I offer to snip that out, that is me going well above and beyond my own principles because I think we should be allowed to have that conversation up as it is. But I'm willing to recognize YouTube has this platform, and I say, okay, what's what's the best thing we could do to make sure 99.99% of this gets out? Fine. I'll obey that rule, but I'm going to launch TimCast.com, and we're going to talk about what we want to talk behind this members-only
0: paywall to protect ourselves from, in the event YouTube does take us down. There you go. Your problem is solved. But that's not what their problem is, is that they want the widest audience possible. So it's not really a matter of free speech. So much as it is as trying to influence as many individuals as they possibly can.
5: Facebook removed me from the monetization program for simply covering the news. Steven Crowder is suspended for a week
0: and removed... Yeah, I mean, like, covering politics, you you cannot be monetized on, you know, uh, Facebook... Or, I mean, not Facebook. You can't be monetized on YouTube for talking politics. You have to be extremely toast in order to actually uh, get ad advertisement money. One channel that I've been following for a couple years now called Second Thought doesn't have monetized videos. Some more news, uh, another left-leaning YouTube channel doesn't have um, advertisement money from YouTube. And the thing is too, is I never see them complain about it. I see them bring it up as a good selling point as to why you should support their Patreons, which they have no problem doing. You know, they don't have these long rants that conservatives do. If I don't get my ad money, they're trying to censor me. I am fighting against the algorithm. I am fighting against the powers that be. They just make it plain and simple. We're not going to get money from YouTube because we're making anti-establishment, controversial media here. So you need to support us through our Patreon. They don't make a big crybaby situation out of it like conservatives do
5: move from the partner program for simply sending out reporters to track claims about voter regularity that was it he did not make any claims and now here we
4: are rant over i suppose <laughs> hot no it's, 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 it's a necessary
0: yeah. rant you know i would love to know who is it's a necessary rant no matter how wrong it is
4: on who is receiving this same wrath from youtube on the other side of the spectrum right i mean there have been amazing allegations for four years about president trump is a is a puppet of, of of vladimir putin right there there have been out and out lies from what we would consider quote unquote the left is there any leftist
0: now he's saying quote unquote left but i'm pretty sure for the most part that was coming from liberal news media outlets especially during the robert Mueller investigation so i'm not gonna say that 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 like i don't even know if cnn has their videos monetized i don't know if they actually do um but yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a that's a that's a separate section of the 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 media platform because it's a lot easier for them to berate these single individuals rather than, you know, massive corporations. Um that really, you know, they get their ad revenue from uh TV that's more potent than their YouTube ad revenue. So yeah, I don't I don't even know. I don't know what we're talking about here at this point.
4: Group as big as Steven Crowder, who has been kicked off the platform for these types of um, uh, of violations of service.
0: And again, I I brought up uh, Destiny is the perfect example, who was a partner of Twitch streaming. He he earned hundreds of thousands of dollars for his political streams on Twitch until he said that he would feel comfortable with neo-Nazis patrolling the streets to protect businesses from Black Lives Matter protests. So um saying you're comfortable with neo nazis patrolling your streets might be something that YouTube does not or uh, Twitch doesn't want to pay people to talk about. That that might be something that's uh, significant and seems to be being ignored by conservatives. And that's a that's a liberal uh tw- streamer. He, Destiny is extremely liberal and he's been on Tim Pool's uh show before uh having disagreements with Tim Pool. So yeah. Uh, it, it happens on both sides of the aisle. It's just one makes it a much bigger issue than it needs to be than the other. While I feel like Destiny did lose a large chunk of his income when he lost Twitch's uh, support, for sure.
5: No. Only small progressives have been yeah. banned. There have been many of them, smaller channels, and they shouldn't have been banned either. I, I
0: have found, and I'm not going to name them on here, but I have found a lot of radical so-called conservative channels that... um. Yeah, they 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 have speech that is really close to extremism, using uh, Christianity in as 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 a tool to say why their position is so right and why they need to defeat leftists in 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 the uh, marketplace of ideas. So there's there's a lot more radical, smaller conservative channels that I've seen not be touched at all, and it probably feeds into the idea that they don't really get much view from uh, alternative. Uh, people who don't agree with them to report their channels, um. So they fly under the radar. But um, yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a good amount, and like Nick Fuentes still like circumvents YouTube's guidelines and is able to put up videos too. And he's one he's like one of the closest fascists that I've seen have a YouTube channel. Steve Bannon had a had a channel going for a minute, and he's ultra nationalist and wanted to. He he was pretty open about his desire to destroy the government in order to build a uh, more nationalist apparatus. So that's, uh, it's it's just so amazing how tuned in and plugged in these guys are while also just like avoiding context and other information that would feed into this.
5: I 100% defend the right of all of the socialists, democratic socialists, progressives, communists who produce on YouTube. And I've seen some of the channels that got removed on the left and I don't see a legit, legitimate reason as to why they were banned.
0: Hmm. It seems like- See, and he's he, that's, that's a very safe position and very smart strategy there to say that I support people who I don't agree with to have their uh, content be on YouTube and be monetized and be supported. That's a very interesting position to take there because then if somebody is to say, well, Tim Pool's videos actually contribute to harmful events in the United States and his channel should be demonetized and brought down, then he's going to be, say, he's going to be like, what? I, I defend your free speech. Why, why are you attacking me?
5: What YouTube is trying to do is create a monoculture. They're trying to force everyone into a, I don't want to say center left. I don't necessarily want to say far left.
4: Homogenous. But a homogenous
5: establishment Democrat left position. Mm. Getting rid of Crowder is, assess- is necessary for them to pull off something like that. And I tell you, I'm not. Into, I'm not big into conspiracies, but they just came out and made claims about why they removed Crowder's content. And I, actually having privy information, speaking to Google, know they are these statements are just not true. Yeah. The claims made against them not true. Well, uh, here, here we go. I'd like
1: to add. I, so you know, I built Minds. I was one of the founder co-founders of Minds, and I helped design and cr- construct the website. Real, real and-
5: quick, for those that aren't familiar, Minds is another social media platform. It's got, it can host videos. You can post things.
0: So i had ethically... I had tried to sign up for Minds when it initially started back in the day and I had no idea of the connections that it had and who started it. But when I first got onto it, I thought to myself, this is a terrible us- user interface. Like, it, it was literally the title of, like, Facebook and Twitter. You know, Facebook and Twitter being, like, Apple Music and Spotify having amazing user interfaces and then Tidal and uh minds just having the worst user interfaces that i've ever come across even though like the the templates for a good user interface are easily accessible
1: we build out the terms of service like how are we gonna how are we gonna adjudicate user violations of our terms basically and i was an administrator and what i realized pretty early on is you don't ban people you ban the channel mm. if the channel is in violation Assume nothing about the people because that person can make another channel. And if that new channel doesn't violate, you don't mess with it. So that them going after Steve is effed. It's messed up. You don't target.
0: But again, I was very clear that the video that he did on Crowder Bits is subsequent information to the video that got taken down. So there's a consistency going on here. They didn't. He didn't change his content. He didn't change anything to do, uh, to, to be on YouTube. He, he, he did nothing except for continually uh, go against their guidelines.
1: Individuals, that makes no sense. Your terms specifically target channels, not people. So the thought that he would make another channel and do something that doesn't violate terms and still get it taken down is insane to me. This is why I'm saying they're targeting him and his business.
5: Because as I stated, the rules are. If you have two channels, I'll try to make this clear. If you have two channels and one of them is videos about dogs and one of them is videos about
0: cats. I mean, I think it's very funny because you could make the case that YouTube is targeting Crowder because of the amount of times that he's been scathed by them. But it, it then there's also a reasonable case that Crowder is continually trying to break their guidelines in order to get this type of attention. So, um, you know, both cases are equally true at this point, mainly because I don't know the exact truth i'm not in the uh corporate building of youtube and i'm nowhere near steven crowder in his personal discussions with his production crew so both sides of that story could be equally true if we're going to assume that youtube is targeting him why not be able to assume that crowder 2 is targeting the guidelines to get this negative press which in turn works for good press on the conservative side of the narrative that's yes. And your videos about dogs gets taken
5: It's gets, gets a strike because a dog, you know, I don't know, a butt or something, and they're like, oh you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's inappropriate. And you put up a video about a cat, that's supposed to be allowed because it's a different form of content. If Crowder uploads something that's not his show, he's not commenting on the news, he's simply saying, Hey guys, here's an update as to what's going on. They are screwing with him. That's it. They're they they're 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 targeting him, and it it's unfair. And I'm sick of the but my private business argument from all of these establishment crony types it's it's just not the case. We need balance and we need representation for people of different ideas, different ideologies and and different perspectives.
0: Yes, that is very true, but when certain narratives actually contribute to harmful situations, that's what's put into YouTube's guidelines and they have to step in. I too also believe in accountability for people who perpetuate narratives that lead to harmful situations. Not that I necessarily agree with everything YouTube does in order to achieve that goal, but um, that is the prevailing goal, is to uh, minimize harm and suffrage by containing narratives that could lead to harm and suffrage.
5: If they get rid of Crowder, Crowder's fans don't go away. They get angry. They go other places. So you know what? In that regard, maybe YouTube will absolutely cripple itself by doing this. I doubt it. But... The problem is that Alphabet, Google, subsidizes YouTube so that other video platforms can't be as successful. And that keeps a stranglehold on the market for channels like like mine or everyone else's. But more importantly, YouTube is first in, best dressed, and the biggest. The second biggest search engine, I believe, in the world. And it is used by everybody. We ask only that those rules be applied fairly and that the contracts they have people sign are upheld. So I wonder this, if YouTube says you must abide by our community guidelines, otherwise we can ban you, but then they they ban you or strike you, even though you didn't violate those guidelines, I wonder if they're in breach of their own terms on their end. I wonder if there's a possibility that you could go after them because we have seen strategies like this before. I don't know exactly what
0: Yeah, and if that exists, then, you know, Crowder and his uh, company is in full right to pursue litigation. But so far, we haven't seen any of that. Most of this just seems to be stirring up the same old narrative of poor conservatives. fool.
5: crowd around what we'll end up doing, I know that his uh, uh, half-Asian lawyer Bill made an announcement about, you know, what's happening. The Blaze posted it. And for those, you know, I, I want to make sure I give a sh-
0: Like, is Bill really that proud of being known as the, ha- the half-Asian lawyer Bill? Like, I, I don't know how I would feel if everybody knew me as the half-Mexican guy. Like, I... I'm more than that, you know?
5: <laughs> Shout out to Crowder, to the best of my ability. They say you can go to louderwithcrowder.com. What is it? louderwithcrowder.com slash mug club. Mm-hmm. Or just go to louderwithcrowder.com. Go to his website. And if you want to support him as well, if YouTube is going after Crowder in such a way that is illegitimate, do you really think a channel like this can last much longer after they, they take him down? These are it's, it's 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 the canary in the coal mine for everybody. The way I explained it a long time ago was... We're standing on this big island these, with cliffs all around, and the waves are just crashing and eroding at the at, at one side. Sure, the far right gets banned. This is what they do. This is what authoritarians do. Say, oh, nobody likes the far right, fringe, weirdo, racist, and conspiracy theorists. So when they get banned, the establishment types are like, I don't care. Then they come for very staunch, hardcore, pro-America cons-
0: Again, because. <laughs> Alex Jones perpetuated a narrative that uh, the Sandy Hook mass shooting was a false flag attempt to take everybody's guns. That is an extremely har- harmful narrative to believe. And Marjorie Green Taylor, a representative, had to go up and also say on national television that Sandy Hook was not a false flag Uh Uh, event so like this is pretty obvious in the types of narratives that get perpetuated by far-right people that could lead to the harm of more people and that has shifted thanks to the conspiracy theory of the stolen election which led to you guessed it uh, the january 6th riot so um, it's pretty obvious that the Overton window didn't shift for YouTube's guidelines or other people. It shifted for conservatives to get into certain conspiracy theories that are subtle enough and have, you know, that little grain of truth in it to expand it into this story that of, of, of a tyrannical, uh, evil uh, demagogue that's coming for all of your rights. So it's 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 pretty obvious what's going on with conservatives. Um, and it's that they are moving further to the right, and as they do so, they're going to see more crackdowns on a lot of their misinformation and beliefs because of how far right they're going.
5: Conservatives and even regular conservatives are are, are pointing out like, hey, that's bad. Regular people are going like, well, I'm not a fan of those those kind of people, and the left ignores it. Now they're coming for regular run-of-the-mill high-profile mainstream conservative types people like steven
1: crowder what's next moderates
0: yeah and then
1: we're then we're gone i'm I'm pretty critical of google i have been since they bought you
0: i would be genuinely surprised the day that any social media platform comes for a moderate youtube 2007 i was
1: freaking out (laughs) i was a youtuber 2006 7 i was like oh well google's bought about to buy youtube it's gonna get super corporate and we'll see and google Whoever's running Google, you guys do an amazing job at search algorithms. I love your search, your search engine, but I don't think you guys are equipped to run a social network. You had YouTube in 2007, you screwed it up, and then you built Google Plus which nobody used when you could have been using YouTube as your social network. That's
4: right. Google and they Plus. got rid of
1: uh, video responses which was one of the hottest community building pieces of tech on the on the website. And and they they make these heavy-handed. It's just a huge company I'm not, I, I I don't know. I can't get too critical because I don't work there. I never have.
0: I want to find something that's very interesting here. Since we were talking about conservatives and the Overton window being shifted on them. Tim Pool has a painting behind uh, the guy speaking right now. And it's of Joe Biden. I've seen this picture before. It was like right around the time that he was, I think he had won the primaries and became the, uh, the, not the Democratic nominee And it's a picture of Joe Biden as like this super uh, monstrous figure eating children. If you're familiar with conspiracy theories that are going through the Internet, you will be familiar with the QAnon conspiracy, which was born out of Pizzagate, which believes that Democrats are demons who consume children uh, sexually and, uh, you know, uh, food wise. They, They suck their blood for the infinite youth. So it's very interesting to me that he would have that portrait in the background of his videos when somebody is talking. In in a way like I've been talking about how they can do these subtle dog whistles that are heard to the right people. Having a picture of Joe Biden who is genuinely creepy uh and I've watched videos of him being creepy with children still having that portrait in the background when you're conser- when you when you're a conservative or you cover right-wing narratives uh, it seems a little dog-whistly to QAnon, which Tim Pool has denounced. He, he has made videos saying that he's not a part of the QAnon conspiracy theory. He doesn't believe it. But that seems like a safe bet. And quietly putting that picture in the background also, with my own tinfoil hat on, would be kind of dog-whistly to the QAnon believers who believe that Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama... uh and their ilk all consume the blood of children. So, just found that interesting.
1: Um, but I, it just it saddens me that you would drag your social network through the mud like this when you have an opportunity to build the best one.
5: It's, an, it's, a, it's a growing cult infection, it's a cult.
1: There's, uh, I was trying to find, I knew there were a bunch of
4: Google execs, I wasn't, I was listening clearly, but I was trying to Google the, uh, trying to Google, uh, a whole bunch of Google execs who went to the Biden administration trying to find oh, names, yeah, yeah. but the stories that I'm, I'm finding in this search are all about how the Biden administration will be tougher on big tech than, than the previous administration. Uh-huh. Um, None but, of them will. Well, you know, I mean, these are questions, we'd like to have legitimate hearings on this, right? We've talked about it before, they every now and then get hauled up in front of Congress and... Uh, um, um, Zuckerberg is there, right, with his really pasty face, you know, <laughs> um, and just an awful, usually an awful camera angle, which is kind of bizarre that so no one buy- does a good job on his you're on his. Yeah, it. you know, like like framing your shot a little bit, but you got sixty billion dollars. But it would be <laughs> curious to get some of these folks involved to say what is the how much further does the big tech censorship get to go before it becomes like a true just violation of 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 civil liberties of, of they, the Constitution? We've already seen it egregiously, yep. but how much more? Yeah.
0: They have had so many hearings. I think the First Amendment only applies uh, to the government squashing your free speech and um, certain institutions. Um, So it's really difficult because companies have circumvented the free speech uh, amendment through their corporate policies. Corporate policies are not behoven. Right? That's the right word to it. They they, they are not held to account for the freedom of speech. They aren't. So, um, you know, that's why... A lot of these social platforms are safe in their terms of services in censoring posts or content is because corporation policies whether you're working at you know chick-fil-a or you're working at jimmy john's or you're working in google or you're working at amazon you're not your your free speech is limited in a lot of ways so um If we're if we're going to start holding free speech accountable on a lot of fronts, we're going to have to begin with everybody's corporate policies on, you know, freedom of speech and not just big techs. So, I I just don't care anymore. They just lie. They lie. lie. Absolutely.
5: I used to watch them. I was like, this is really exciting. You know, Ted Cruz is going to grill Jack Dorsey. This is going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, it's the fifth time, huh? It's a rerun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's always funny because every time they have the big tech people on uh you know testifying it's it's very funny because they their are like stock answer is like oh i'm unfamiliar with that situation so i'll have my team uh fill out a report and we'll get back to your team that's like that that's their answer to almost every question is like oh, i'm unfamiliar with that situation and they're all ceos they're all unfamiliar with certain situations it's it's very funny point i'm not interested in watching that's a waste of time not doing anything
1: I uh, freeing I mean I'm obsessed with freeing the software code of large social networks if a network starts getting massive traffic like becomes part of the commons 100 million hit users a month I don't know um, some arbitrary number that you free their software code of the of the social network aspect so that you can other people can build that same network tech other than that I'm always at a loss of how do that that
0: <laughs> Oh my god I've never heard conservative libertarians actually argue for copyright laws to be forgotten like what I thought they were so into uh, the ownership of property. Like they're just so they don't like it. That big tech has it. They they, they don't enjoy, um, uh, you know, being uh, victimized by YouTube and Twitter so much that they would want the copyright laws of their social platforms to be open source. That is hilarious to me. They're usually not very for that.
1: That's why I don't think they have done anything about it. Cause if you break up Facebook into multiple companies and I talked about this last week like Instagram Facebook Messenger Facebook Prime and then Zuck owns the same percentage of all these new companies yeah. nothing's changed he still commands the terms of service of all the new companies he still owns them all so you can't break and move them so yeah, what? but can you le- I don't think you can legally do that so
4: what's the real risk then that people looking for internet freedom end up on TikTok, which is owned by the communist Chinese
5: oh and there's less there right I mean it's it's gonna get it's gonna be worse you know we need decentralized social media I suppose yeah we, we need I don't necessarily think the blockchain is, is the answer but I do think there's it's great slow. prospects
0: in, in blockchain technology it's very fascinating that they think that there's one section of the economy which is the the social media platforms needs to be decentralized he's he's so close to getting communist pilled so close to it but then it's it, it, it stops only in the areas that are personally harmful to him so that's that's great yeah.
5: But we just need, and something we've talked about on the show quite a bit is, you know, I'm talking about creating an open source plugin that people can put on their websites that just networks websites together. So no one could ban anybody. And there's something called the Fediverse we talk about a lot, which mm. is, a, it's, it's like a protocol instead of a website where you can follow someone from a different, you, you can follow like john at john.com or whatever. Instead of, fo- instead of following at john, mm. you follow john at john.com and you can follow john at gab.com and get all of their feeds showing up like Twitter or other social media.
1: There's, um, other than blockchain, there's like Arweave, which I think Minds is looking into right now, Bill has been, and like IPFS, Interplanetary File System. And they, they tend to be faster than the blockchain for mm-hmm. stuff like this sometimes. So they're advancing this, this decentralized tech, and I think we'll eventually have something that can host videos.
0: Thanks for checking out this clip from the Timcast. See, and I mean, of course they have many other outlets to get their information out. They're just upset that they can't access as many people as they possibly can. Um, And, yeah, even politics on YouTube, like the consumption of YouTube videos that are political, is a very small fraction. Very 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 small fraction of actual content consumed on youtube Um, but this is just building on the victimhood of their censorship and the manufactured dissidents that is the republican party at this point Um, but it's it's as much a part of the establishment as literally anything else is as liberals uh trying to push forward uh, you know, at this point, uh, more transgender rights—it's—it's it's just as part of the establishment as this victimhood that conservatives keep perpetuating because they keep pushing misinformation and you know poking the bear that is social media guidelines. So, awesome, awesome. No, a bit of a longer episode there. Uh, thank you for joining me on Talks News. Oh man, that was.
2: <sighs> oh,
0: I feel like I need a cup of coffee after that one. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Pod T-O-X-N-P-O-D. The videos are on YouTube. I include the link in the description of the podcast because my channel is incredibly hard to find since the name is so close to Fox News. But hopefully someday it'll be right up there with it. Right there. Right next to it. Maybe not. Who cares? Like if you like. Dislike if you don't. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Talk shit. Share it with a family member who loves Trump. Uh, Do Without Wilt, and uh, yeah, Uh, have a wonderful weekend if you've got one. Some people work through them, so...